Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the May 31st episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have lots to talk about today. Yes, we're having a castle segment today. We are. And what we're going to do, first of all, is remind you that this podcast, hopefully you guys are enjoying it, has chapter support. So if you're not interested in a specific topic or something like that, hopefully the chapters are assisting you in jumping from one place to another. Absolutely. So we hope you like this new feature. Definitely let us know what you think. Not all podcatcher clients support chapters. So for those that don't, or the web player, I don't believe on the website does either, you're stuck with the old way. But for those podcatchers that do have chapter support, you can be very happy. I've tried it myself in iCatcher, Downcast, Pocket Casts, and Overcast. And they seem to work. So if you're using any of those, you can enjoy this feature. And maybe there are others we don't know about. If you have one we haven't listed, let us know. The first thing that we're going to do is back in our CSUN 2022 adventure, we spoke with Michelle from Logic Keyboard. We sure did. And we would like to thank Michelle from Logic Keyboard as she sent us... A A keyboard! (laughs) To evaluate on the podcast. We are so excited. And we will have Michelle on the podcast a little bit later. Absolutely. But for now, we have a box. We do. We're going to open a keyboard. We're going to open a keyboard. You might think, oh, goody, a keyboard. But it's not just any keyboard. It's not just any keyboard, and we will keep the surprise until the keyboard is officially out of the box and what we're going to do is figure out exactly which direction to rip off and he's figuring it out we're trying (laughs) to figure it out and if we can't get it open we'll just do what I like to do normally and that is just rip the box Oh, see, I don't do that kind of stuff. I do. I know you do. The box is going to get recycled and cut up anyway. Well, here. Here's a piece of tape to put back on the box. You've got tape flying literally across the room. Cool. I like flying tape. Yeah. What I should have done, which I didn't do, was go get some scissors. Ah. That would have been a little harder. But when you get a new package, you're kind of excited, and you want to get into the package, and and sometimes you can't. And we've been looking forward to this package for a couple weeks now, so. Yeah, we know we knew it was coming, and when it's finally here, you kind of get excited about it. And it's not even been here an hour. We're so excited. It's not even been here for 20 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes you stop what you're doing, and you open the box. And you hope that you can still get into the box. <laughs> I don't want to know. This is my hubby's box adventure. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there we go. I'm scared. See, 
And I didn't even have to bring out the big utility knives <laughs> or anything like that. So we got the shipping box. All right. Inside the shipping box, we've got Ooh. an actual, let me see, I am a little confused on what we have. Okay. So we got a piece of cardboard. All right. We've got a, well, they pack their stuff real nice. Let me see. Ooh. <laughs> That's bubble wrap. Oh, I love that. Okay. That can be reused in this now, house. Now, look at this. All right. So inside the box, okay. Ooh. this is how well they package Ooh, stuff. Oh, look. So, so it's got, on the sides of the keyboard, box. it's got, it's got styrofoam. Styrofoam the, the, in the box. The padding styrofoam. We can reuse some of this stuff. Not, let's, not pack it. let's stick this back in here for the moment. You know, not peanuts or anything like that. Here's the cardboard piece. Right. Now, I get to do the honors with the actual keyboard box. Right. So it's, I get the shipping box out of here. Alright. It's just got a little flap that you unflap and then you can pull the front of the box off. Yes. Okay. And alright. Now, as you can see, my dear, there is the wire. So this is a wired keyboard. It is a wired keyboard. The wire is wrapped. It's wrapped. And it is And look, we have another USB. part of the box. I'm gonna pull this off. We're going to pull the actual keyboard out of the box. There is some documentation for something hidden in the box. If you will take the box. Oops. Oh, and look, there's even a little cleaning cleaning cloth, it looks like. Cleaning cloth. I'll pull that out of the way. I've got that in my hand. Okay. All right, now. So we don't have the box anymore. We don't have the box anymore. I'm making sure there's nothing else that fell. And now I'm going to take the. Uh oh. That didn't quite open the way I intended, but I'm taking the plastic off the ball, off the keyboard. Ooh. Here's the plastic. Okay. That needs to go on the keyboard. Wow. All right. Check it out. So what we have here is a hundred and four or a hundred and some odd key braille keyboard. Yes, indeed. So what you have here. It looks like the only key that is not labeled is the space bar. And that makes sense because I mean, it's a skinny key. Right. Every single key on this keyboard is labeled. We got P, S for print screen. We've got SL for scroll lock. And we've got P... B. I think that's the break key. Page break. Page break. That's probably what it is. It used to be, in the olden days, it used to be called the break key. Mm -hmm. So now we've got on, I'll let you do this. Okay. What would you like me to do? I want you to read the six pack. Okay. And look how nicely spaced everything is as well. So we've got a full size keypad over here, and then we have our six pack. DL is delete. I-N is insert, so I'm going down and then up. Right. E-N is end, H-M is home, P-D is page down, and P-U is page up. I was wondering how they were going to do that six-pack. So if you look where the shift key is, it literally says S-H-I-F-T, shift. And we've got... Enter says E-N-T. Yep. And we got L-O-C-K for caps lock. we got tab, T-A-B for tab. This is really done nice. You know what isn't labeled? Look down here past Alt. We have two keys there that I'm not sure. 
They got pictures on them. They do. They're tactile pictures. They're tactile pictures. I'm just not entirely sure what they are. It's probably. Let me see. The right Windows key, because if you look on the left Windows key side, there's the right Windows key, so it has a right Windows key. So see, look. There's your space bar. There's your Alt. There's your right Windows key. What I'm thinking, that first one. Mm -hmm. See, look at that picture. Go over here. Alt. There's your Windows logo. Ah. Looks like a little window. Now yep. that you mention it, okay. Exactly what is this one right here? What it is? That would be my guess. I would not think that they would not have an applications key. So I think that would be yeah, applications, applications and control. Yes. Then you have your arrows, which have get this guys arrows on the arrows. Right. There's a left arrow, an up arrow, down arrow, and a right arrow. They're so it very say tactile. Up arrow, down arrow, it left does arrow. not. And look at the keypad. I love it. Okay. So you got zero, <laughs> and then you got a period, and then you've got your e e t for enter or e n t. I think it's e n t. It's dropped e. Let me see. E n. Yep, it's for enter. There's a t there too. Oh no, there's nope, an n. That's an n. Nope. See, I don't know how to read braille. <laughs> that's why I need this keyboard. So then we've got e s for escape. You've got F1, F2, all the way across. Oh, I meant this, I meant this number pad. Here. Uh -huh. Look what you've got over here. What's over here? On the right side here, USB port. You want to hook up a thumb drive Ooh, to your computer? Ooh, looky there. You want to hook up another thumb drive to your, <laughs> your computer? Ooh, check <laughs> it out. USB port. Oh, my gosh, how fun. Let me go back. Yeah, let's, let's back up. Some odd years. Okay. So... When I used to work for the Assistive Technology Center in Buffalo, New York, they had an evaluation center. They were and still are an evaluation center. And back in the day, somebody did a painstaking thing. They took a regular keyboard and they put Braille stickers on every single key. Now, this is not Braille stickers. This is not your evaluation keyboard. It is not. And it is something that I personally would need to get used to because I am commandeering this keyboard. I think you're going to love it. We're trying an experiment. Yeah, tell them about our experiment. So our experiment is to see if this keyboard will help me get rid of key clicks or key echo when typing because I've used key echo where you hit A and it says A, you hit B and it says B, etc, etc, etc when you're typing. So I'm trying to see if having each of these keys under my fingers are going to make me a better Braille reader. We'll see. And I'm thinking there could be some kind of osmosis through having the keys, the Braille, under his hands as he's typing. So not only can he get rid of key clicks, but he can take his not quite 40 years of Braille practice and get better at that just get more proficient as a result of having Braille under his hands continuously while typing. You never know. That's the issue with starting to learn Braille when you did. Sometimes, yeah. To a degree, it can be an issue. Sure. I started when I was a toddler. He started when he was, what did you say, 11, 12? Yeah, I was in fifth grade, so it was probably about 10 Yeah, okay. So, you know, it's a whole different world between my starting so little and his starting when he was almost a teenager. What do you think? It's 
possible. Let's see. Tell me what you think. Just pretend, we're not, we don't have this connected. This to isn't connected to anything. I'm trying to get on my home row here. That takes a little bit of getting used to, because yeah. Let's you're, see where. Oh, okay. I see what the deal is because I'm really spaced. Yes, but you're also looking for those nubs. But the F and the J, the nubs are there, by the way, guys. Yep, they sure are. I just found them. But the F and the J are the keys that you're going to want to look for. Yep, it does. Take a second. I was seeing what backspace says. Back. That's kind of cool. I'm so interested in looking at the keys <laughs> <laughs> that, that it's it's hard for me to get a grip and actually type. So I'm going to say, oops, again, make sure I'm actually back on the correct keys. There's J. There's F. I'm going to say hi, period, my name is M. Nova. I have to get used to this layout a little bit. It's a little different than mine. It's spaced a little different than mine. And, um, yeah. What do you think of the braille under your fingers when you're hitting them? Keep in mind, guys, you've had this for like a whole three minutes. Mm -hmm. I think it's comfortable. I think it's something that you would notice if you needed to notice it. I think, however, that if you were just typing along your merry way and you were already a proficient Braille reader, that it is subtle enough where it would not be a distraction to you. I noticed when I typed in the famous sentence, this is a test, mm -hmm. I noticed... For me, at least, when I hit the test. T. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is a test. You know what I like? I like above the keys, right above the first four function keys, it says logic keyboard. Oh, let me see. Oh, look at that. Yeah, it does. That's cool. You're not going to forget where you bought it from. You that, are not. That or the company that manufactures it. You are not. This is a really, really nice keyboard, and it will be very interested. I'm actually going to remove my current keyboard and replace it with this keyboard, and we shall see how this works. I think it could also be helpful when you're looking for function keys. Oh, yes. Because everything is really spaced out really nicely. I know for me sometimes, when I'm in a hurry and I'm looking for like F8 or F11 or F12, maybe I want to do insert F12 to get the time, or caps F12 or whatever, I will sometimes hit F8 because I'm in such a hurry and I'm not counting the groups of four, if you will. So I'll sometimes hit the wrong function key, and this would totally alleviate that issue. Absolutely. It also has this thing on the bottom that we need to actually take off, <laughs> and this other thing on the bottom that we actually need to take off, so we're still actually undressing the keyboard, as it were. There's another one for you. This isn't a very long wire, by the way. It's long enough. For this wired keyboard, but it is definitely long enough. If oh. you needed a super hey, long... Hey! Look what I found. What did you find? You Back found... here. Oh, keyboard legs. Keyboard legs. Yes. Oh, it's got really nice feet on the it bottom. It sure does. And two nice little keyboard legs. So if you want to pop it up... You can. You can. You can hear me pushing those up and down. We need to take the... Labels off these guys. There you go. More to add to the box. <laughs> but now they are ready to go, so you can raise them or lower. This is a really nice quality. The company is based in Denmark. And, oh, look, there's even a really nice. Oh, I don't know what this is. 
Oh, don't, don't no, no. rip it off. No, no, no. It was a. It popped out. It was a. See? What is it? Oh. It actually did pop out in my hand, but that's okay. We can snip it back in there. It's just a nice little. Oh, it's probably just more feet. More feet. It's another little foot. So just be careful with that one. It's not as sturdy. It's a little dot. It's a little dot. It's a little dot. But it, this is very cool. I really like the fact that you got your scroll lock, you've got your print screen, you've got your, what did we say this other one was? Page print, break. Page break. And then we have VD, VU, MU, and C. Oh, look at that. Read that again. VD. Okay. Volume down. VU. Volume up. MU. Mute. And C. I don't know what C is. We'll have to hit C. So you have media keys on this a little bit as you well. You do, and then you have like an NL underneath V. That's numlock. Then we have what looks like a backslash, maybe? It's a slash. Now you're into the number pad. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what a couple of these are. I like how mute and all of that is labeled. Everything I mean, is labeled. The only thing that's not is space, space. And I'm not sure space really needs to be I don't labeled. I think space needs a label. You should be able to figure out what space is. Because it's a space. Think about it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. It's a space. The Braille is very nice. Even your tab is labeled. Yep. Tab is tab, T-A-B. Caps lock is lock. Control is C-T-R. Very, very impressive. The spacing, as I said before, is really nice. I think it'll be interesting to see what you think after a few days of typing with it. And since we're recording... This portion of our podcast, well in advance of our interview, we will have the ability to ask Chris that question as we get closer. Yes. So stay tuned, and thank you for listening to this part of the podcast, the unboxing of the Braille keyboard. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic So welcome back, you guys, to another Mystic Access Magic Castle segment, and it's always fun to have people in the castle, and today we are delighted to have Alan and Michelle Malkin with us from Logic Keyboard, and you may remember earlier in this podcast, of course you do if you were paying attention, that we had an unboxing of our Braille keyboard from Logic Keyboard, and we're so excited to be talking with Alan and Michelle, and you've heard us talk about Michelle previously if you're a listener to the podcast, because we met her at CSUN had a great conversation and things are just moving forward really nicely here. So we're really glad you guys are joining us. Thanks so much for taking time to talk with us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. And we wanted to thank you guys personally for sending us this Braille keyboard to evaluate. It has been a fun trip for me as I believe that my Braille has actually gotten a little bit better, especially on some of the fingers that you don't really use all the time to read your Braille. I've noticed over the past couple of days of just using it, having it as my keyboard, that my finger's a little bit more sensitive on the S than it was even a couple of days ago and a little bit more on the A. But for those that don't know or weren't paying attention when we unboxed it, (laughs) what is a Braille keyboard and why a Braille keyboard? Actually, I guess I'll try to answer this the best I can. For us at Logic Keyboard, it is a new concept. We have previously been involved with doing custom printed keyboards for the audiovisual industry, for the manufacturers of all the equipment that goes into the movie making and all of that. 
And they are utilized with custom printing all over the boards for the various software, software manufacturers that get involved into the industry. And a number of years ago, probably 15 now, we branched out into the large print industry, developing the same basic keyboard, our flagship models in large print format. And we are the first to actually do it with Apple keyboards. Most of the keyboards that were large print were PC models. But as Apple continued to grow, we had started working with the Apple, and that launched us really good into the large print industry. The boards themselves are pretty much a standard board, and we do nothing more than add custom printing to it. And all of that is done in our factory in Denmark. The large print industry, because so many of the individuals which are getting up there in their age, like myself, you know, our vision is deteriorating. And by creating these boards, it just is a wonderful thing for just anybody who's, you know, having issues with their eyes. And from that, it evolved that we were getting more and more into the industry for the visually impaired. And eh, we've been toying around with Braille boards because most everything in Braille is a sticker and they do (laughs) PO and it gets to be a problem. So we decided we'll take a look at the possibility of creating a board with the dots built into the board. And I can't tell you how it's done because it is actually a corporation's secret. Absolutely. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I wish we could, but, you know, actually, Michelle and I don't even know how it's done. (laughs) We do know that the boards are standard boards and we print the dots and we layer the dots and we treat the dots and we heat the dots and we basically just grow them into the key. And we know this, that they will outlive the board. When I met Michelle back at CSUN, I was talking about when I worked for an assistive technology company in Buffalo 30 years ago, it was an evaluation center, and they did exactly what you were talking about. They took a keyboard and they put Braille stickers on it. And I found that a little odd feeling under my fingers, you know, because you got the stickers and stuff like that. And you're right, the stickers did eventually come off. But with this specific keyboard, obviously, I don't feel that the dots are going to come off in any way, shape, or form because you can just tell they're built right onto the keys. But for me, at least, that long ago with the stickers, it was more of a hindrance than a help. Well, that's pretty much the way it's been relayed back to us. And like I say, this is new for us. And the boards are coming off the shelf and they're selling and the reseller that are out there, all of our resellers, and we have many, are starting to move the product. It's not the fastest thing. I mean, you know, the large print segment is, you know, the mainstay. There's so many people that are in need of large print and only, you know, the smaller majority in the Braille industry, but it's going and it's going well for us. And we're glad that you guys are sharing this with your interested viewers or listeners. Absolutely. You know, it's something that we were so pleased to find and find something of such great quality because like Chris said, the only ones that I think I've ever seen also are those with somebody sticking some labels on to make it work and make it happen. And I know you guys also have one speaking to our low vision folks for a moment with 
both large print and Braille as part of the keyboard, which is a super great idea for those transitioning or those who think their vision will perhaps deteriorate further as time progresses. So what an awesome tool that is. Yeah, thank you, Kim. We're very proud of being able to launch these boards and, you know, we hope to continue to get great feedback from them. Those boards, actually, it is our basic large print board. Nothing's changed on the board itself other than the addition of the dots. And it was an afterthought. We were doing the Braille boards and our world sales manager out of Denmark had one made up with large print just to see what it would look like. And it just fits. It's just a real good fit. Just so, so we're that- hoping that those two will you know, be the flagship of our full line of assistive technology keyboards. Do you have Bluetooth keyboards as well, large print keyboards, or are they all wired? You want to answer that, Michelle? Yeah, all of our large format boards that have the keypad off to the right, Chris, they're all wired. However, we do have one Bluetooth model. It's what we call our mini board. And so, you know, the numbers are all across the top, similar to what the size would be for, say, a laptop keyboard. Mm-hmm. That's the size of our mini board. Nice. So people who travel and may want to take their board with them, it can fit in a bag nicely. So we do carry them. We just don't have it in a full-size keyboard. That's cool because most of the time you're going to take a Bluetooth keyboard and connect it to a mobile device and take it with you. Correct. That's why if you go on Amazon and do a search for any kind of Bluetooth keyboard, they're always the mini keyboards. We rarely can find a standard full size if you can, you know, but that's... Well, unfortunately, I happen to have the only version of the board that we ever built that was a full size board. And I've had that for almost 12 years on my desk in large print, and it's Bluetooth, and it works beautifully. However, the cost to produce that board, for whatever reason, is, you know... Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Something that corporate doesn't want to do, because our boards are a little more expensive than, you know, the general populace of boards out there because of the quality of the board and the warranties on the board. But we are still looking at the possibility of coming out with a full-size Bluetooth. It's not off the table. Our mini Bluetooths sell like crazy. Both the new PC model that we brought out for the Windows users has been going well. We've been branding many of the Bluetooth keyboards to some of our reseller manufacturing companies that offer, you know, readers and so on. They are marketing our keyboard or selling our keyboard branded for them. So the boards are out there, but yes, as far as I'm concerned, and I think Michelle's concerned, we'd love to have a full-size Bluetooth, but that's in the future. Absolutely. Sure. And Chris, that brings up a good question, though. We haven't asked it, so let's ask it on the podcast. Why not? Would there be an opportunity, or do you think a market for bringing out a mini Braille board? Yeah, actually, yes. I don't. Absolutely. I would be very surprised if there were not. Because we do the same thing, you know, we're traveling with our computers, we're taking them to use with our phones, and we meet a lot of people who are perhaps new to their iDevices, newer to their iDevices, but perhaps some of those people, and of course we can't speak for them, but perhaps there are some of those people who are also already established Braille readers, and that could make that piece a little more familiar if they're attempting to use their 
mobile device with their keyboard. So if they're doing some of the navigation functions, for instance, with their keyboard, that could make a huge, huge difference to certain people. So you guys get back to us and tell us what you think <laughs> about that. That sounds that. great. Yes. <laughs> And I think when I pulled this keyboard out of the package, we knew where every single key was. Yep. The only key that we had a question of was the one marked C in the upper right-hand corner. And I didn't know what that was until, until... I pressed it <laughs> when I had it connected to the computer and it brung up computer. Yeah, this so, PC. So that was the only question that we had on the keyboard. And also for those that are listening, this keyboard has an applications key, so Yay! you can bring up the context menu. And one thing that we didn't talk about is the Windows key is a Windows logo. So you got two of those and the context menu key, I'm assuming, because I've never seen it, that is the logo for the applications key. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, the arrows have arrows. It's yes, great. The arrows have arrows. The applications <laughs> key is marked. The Windows key is marked. You know, I'm glad that you didn't hit W for Windows because that might actually confuse somebody who is thinking, oh, why do I have a W key why down there? Why do I have there? a W down here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Chris was a really good test subject to play with it as someone who isn't as confident in his Braille reading. But I think for those of us who are more proficient Braille readers, something like this could just be a pleasure to have under your hands because... I'm almost always, because I do tons of writing and editing for my job, I always have a Braille display, you know, at my desk too. And, sure. you know, just the addition of having that extra, it's not necessarily that I need it all the time, but it could probably help me from making those few mistakes that I make when doing writing that you don't want to necessarily make. So, you know, again, that whole piece of it's there, it's just that second reference layer, you know, that you're not even conscious of necessarily, but it's there. And we didn't mention this on recording yet, but I wanted to is the quietness of the keyboard. This is not a clicky keyboard. This is so quiet. And Chris is down the hall from me. So every day we're kind of essentially neighbors to each other while we're working. We can always yell back and forth and have conversations. But I never hear him typing now that he's using this keyboard, which is really cool. And one thing I will tell the listeners too is for years and years and years when using a screen reader, I would always have key echo on. So every time I hit A, it would speak A. It was a confidence thing for me. And I think, I mean, I could type. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I can type. And I've been typing for decades. But for me, I think it's just the fact that my finger touched the right key that it doesn't really matter. So, well, it doesn't really matter that the keyboard echo for me is not on. So I turned that off. And that was part of the experiment that I personally have done to rely more on the touch of the keyboard than the speaking of the synthesizer. I love it. I love that you guys have so many options. I love that you've kind of branched into this market and it's something you guys are doing. So you've got, you know, the aging population covered. You've got the people who are more low vision and transitioning. And then you've got the Braille market and it's such a small market. So it's such a tremendous, wonderful thing that you've gotten into this and are doing it with such, such high quality. It's really so much fun that we literally we, guys, I mean, we knew you were there. We knew we wanted to come by and see you guys, but you just happened to be there when we were wandering around CSUN and we were just so, so pleased that we had the opportunity to connect. And now, of course, being able to learn more and share more about this with people is tremendously great. 
Well, it's our pleasure. And, you know, we love being here with you and Chris and your listeners and appreciate having us on to talk about it. And one thing we didn't announce, and we might as well do it now too, is that we will be distributors for you guys. We will. Oh, congratulations. I'm so excited. Yay. Yes. We're so excited. Wonderful. We are Proud to have you guys and, you know, have you be able to distribute the products and taking the time to evaluate. And we think that's so important as you think about what you're offering to your listeners. Absolutely. We'll be thrilled to have you. And hopefully we can down the road, talk about some of the other product lines that fit into the industry, if you will. We have a couple of new boards that are brought out just recently. Michelle, you may want to touch on those. Well, yeah, they're more learning, but they are, you know, for us, a new assistive line for other disabilities, whether it be dyslexia and the challenges that folks face with their reading and, you know, your general learning boards. But we do have some others, but, you know, we're continuing to look at new products and how they fit into the marketplace and reach as many people as we can that can use our technology to help them with their everyday lives. That's really what it's all about. Most definitely. So it was wonderful having you guys. Thank you so much. What can people do should they wish to go ahead and learn more about your full product line? So they can go to www.logickeyboard.com. And then up at the top of the page, they can click on assistive and they can find the full line of assistive products right there on our website. And then- Hopefully, in time, when they're looking at potentially purchasing a keyboard, they can do it through your website. Yes. We'll have that up before the podcast goes live. We will. (laughs) So that's an option you guys have. Wonderful. Thank you, Michelle and Alan, for joining us. And we shall exit the castle. Thank you for having us. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. And we are back from the castle with Alan and Michelle. So we'd like to thank again, Alan and Michelle for joining us in the magic castle. Yeah. We had so much fun learning more about the company and the keyboards they make. And if you guys go on their website, you can see a lot of really cool information about movies that their keyboards have been used to help make and all kinds of cool stuff. So That will be available for you. You will also now be able to get certain Logic keyboards, not all, but some, via our website. And the link will be in the show notes to get you there so that you can check them out and perhaps pick out your own keyboard as well. So we're really excited to share these great products with you. We also wanted to remind you that we had an event on the Hable One Rail keyboard. So again, this whole episode has been pretty much nothing but Braille. Yep. It was fun. We had a good turnout. And we also have an affiliate link. So if you want to purchase your own Hable, you can do so. Absolutely. To order your own and to learn more about this, and just to clarify something Chris said, this does not actually have Braille on it, but it allows you to type in Braille. In my book, that's the same thing. (laughs) Well, just want to clarify, since we've been talking about things that actually have Braille on them today, just wanted to clarify that for you guys. So, this is a really cool device that allows you to text in Braille, 
navigate your devices. Listen to music. Yes. And you can do this for Android and iOS devices, which is even cooler. And you can learn more by going to our affiliate link for the Hable One at mysticaccess.com slash buyhable1, B-U-Y-H-A-B-L-E-O-N-E. So one is spelled out, buyhable1. We'll get you there. This is, again, an affiliate link, and if you purchase from this link, we will earn a small commission. And end of disclaimer. And if you noticed, we didn't speed up the disclaimer and tell you buy this net and everything. <laughs> we did not. No, we don't do that kind of stuff. The next thing we want to do really, really quickly is thank everybody who wrote in regarding the Braille question of last time. And we had some very interesting stories. And yeah, we loved hearing your stories. Thanks for sharing, you guys. Absolutely. It's really cool. It's always fun to learn about other people's experiences. And you don't think that you know, you're alone or you're not alone or anything like that. So that makes you feel a little bit better, too. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we shall see you in two weeks. And it will be June. Where did the time go? Where did the time go? I don't know. It will be summer before we know it. Bye, Bye. everybody. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.